Welcome back to the best book club in the multiverse. This is the latest session of the Geek Explain Book Club, where every single Friday, I, alongside my amazing friends, are going through every single issue of every single volume of Brian Michael Bendis, Mark Bagley, Trevor Harrison, Mark Brooks, Stuart Immonen, David LaFuente, Takeshi Miyazawa, Rafa Sandoval, Sarah Pacelli, Chris Somney, Joel Jones, Jamie McKelvey, Scotty Young, Gabriel Hardman, Brian Hitch, Lee Garbett, Steve Kurth, Eric Nguyen, Carlo Pagulian, Salvador LaRocca, Clayton Crane, Luke Ross, Billy Tan, Mitch Brettweiser, and introducing Jonathan Hickman and Nick Spencer's Ultimate Spider-Man. <sighs> and okay. a partridge in, in a, a pear tree. tree. <laughs> We're talking Ultimate Spider-Man, ladies and gentlemen, specifically... We are here talking Ultimate Spider-Man Fallout, the death of Spider-Man. And I'm joined by the only two people who I would trust to honor me after my tragic passing far too young. First off, he is the man who holds all the plans, both in S.H.I.E.L.D. and outside of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's Malcolm Russell Nelson. I'm cursed. He's cursed. cursed. It's the newest resident and the uh, homeowner now of the Tunnel of the Morlocks. It's Jacob Brown. Oh, yeah. This is a good place. Safe space. It's nice digs. Safe space. Yeah. Nice digs. Do you think they have a little safe space sign outside? Oh, absolutely be, they do. That'd be so yeah. good. 100%. Yeah, yeah. That would be absolutely. so good. It's the new, it's the new X-Mansion. That's what it would be. That, that's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my my friends, we have made it. We have made it to the end of Peter Parker's journey, the end uh-huh. of Ultimate Spider-Man as we know it. We In the words here. of Adele, this is the end. Hold your breath and count to 10. <laughs> Take a breath and hold it in. Feel Let the, the sky end. fall <laughs> and it crumbles. Oh. What are you doing like Barry Gibb? (laughs) I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why anytime I sing Adele songs, it always turns into Aaron Neville. I don't mean it to. But that's just what happens. I don't mean much, but I always like I always go with like hello. (laughs) It's me. I don't mean to do it, but that's how it happens every single time. I would absolutely buy an album of Aaron Neville covering Just covering Adele, songs. Adele, Adele songs. songs. Yes, that's so funny. That would be amazing. A, Aaron we Neville releases the album Twenty Two because it comes out before Twenty Four. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Uh, we are delirious. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm crying. Oh God, now you're oh. just turning into the singer of Coldplay. Oh my God. Jeez. <laughs> oh, you know, honestly, have Aaron Neville do Coldplay as well. Yeah, no, just That'd be do good. them all. That'd be good. Just bring it back. To the star. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so good. 
Have like, we found a perfect use for Aaron Neville? Okay. 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 Yeah, and it was all yellow. <laughs> <laughs> we need to we need to get his agent on the phone ASAP. Oh my He's god, I can't his believe. career. We found an actual use for Aaron Neville. It's Aaron Neville Rebirth is what we're going to yeah. call the album. Oh my god. <laughs> we yes. found it. We found it. We just use the DC model. Just dust off stuff go. that people like there and you go. say exactly. it's a legacy. Give him a new costume. Yeah. Give him a new, Give him costume. A new costume. Yeah. Um, Cut draw some lines on it. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be great. Lines. <laughs> Bare basics, you know, start from the ground up and then build back up, you know. Yep. Build you know, back yep. up. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, have the yeah. uh, cover art drawn by Greg Capullo. Mm. Yep. But the design is obviously from Jim Lee, of course. Absolutely. Yes, of course. Yes, yep. <laughs> <laughs> the CD just says Aaron Neville, original design by Jim Lee. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just called, it's Aaron Neville, the new 52. And it's 52 <laughs> cover acts, 52 cover tracks comprised of Adele, Coldplay, Coldplay, you know what? Sam Throw some Smith. Imagine Dragon, Imagine Sam Dragon. Smith. <laughs> Everything that sounds like him, just like throw into that, please. Radioactive. Some Billie Eilish on Radioactive. there. And then randomly, Johnny Cash, just for the hell of yep. it. And, like, I mean, you have to have a cover of Hurt, hurt on there. Myself yeah. <laughs> a cover of a cover of a cover. Oh, oh God. Oh, it's gonna be incredible! It's gonna be incredible. Hitting store shelves about? this holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> he always drops off the first part of every word. I don't understand why. <laughs> you know what? Throw oh. some Bee Gees in there too, so he can just go. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! That's all, listeners. That's all. If it sounds like we're delirious, it's because we're in mourning. It's because Our sweet we baby boy, yeah. <laughs> sweet baby boy, really has been taken from us. And following that, we were thrown down the proverbial stairs, which is the ultimate universe post fallout. Yeah. And half of this book, we have no idea what's going on, which is yep. great. Because it gives us uh, some room to speculate, some room to uh, to mourn, and some room to uh, move to France. Hell Let's yeah, get into dude. this. I'm Let's cursed. get into this. We've got Ultimate Fallout issues one through six. Let's start tackling this one at a time. Issue number one of Fallout. Great uh, cover. Great cover. Yes. It's great the best cover. of the covers. It's just a Daily Bugle cover, Spider-Man, R.I.P., New York City's fallen hero was Queen's high school student, Peter Parker. Wait, that's not the cover. That's the first page. That's not the cover. Oh. The are cover. You, is... Are you talking about the Spidey looming over his Yeah. Three? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the the way it's set up in, in mine is really strange. It has like that first page almost as the cover. But. That's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Comicsology is fucking weird. Comicsology. Um, but yeah. That first page, just with the like the front page news, with the Ultimate Spider-Man Volume okay. One cover as the yeah. main photo, reporting by Frederick Foswell, the big man. Hell yeah! Um, which is yeah. you know strange since they killed he, the big man. He's a big man. Is this Frederick Foswell the second? Who knows? But oh yeah, they did kill the big man. They killed yeah. the big man. Yeah, they killed. Hey, him. hey, here's and a funny King, thing about Kingpin just smooshed universe. his head. 
here's the fun thing about the ultimate universe you're gonna learn you know just over time none of it makes sense what's old is new and what's alive is dead Boy, welcome to the ultimate universe boy does that really sum up this volume (laughs) yeah oh boy does it make sense so we kick things off with the girl from the wrong side of the tracks gwen stacy immediately just sitting on the couch taking everything in and coming to one conclusion She's cursed. She is cursed. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cursed, J. Jonah Jameson uh, sitting at his desk trying to type up what I can only assume is an expose, an editorial that starts with, I knew the truth about Peter Parker. I knew can I tell you why? Spider-Man. Can I tell you why you assume that that's an expose? Because anytime any fucking writer writes a fucking article in a comic book, it's always a goddamn expose and not a fucking article. And I'm mad about it. As a goddamn former journalism student, I'm mad about it. None of these people are professional. <laughs> always exposes. How? How is this a thing still? I'm very excited for Ultimate Malcolm Russell Nelson to pop up in the Ultimate Universe and just lambast jonah jameson for his shoddy reporting all of this stuff is exposes and editorials none of it everything's in the first person where is your objectivity and then malcolm goes it's clobbering time and slaps him upside the head (laughs) you'll never guess what time it is no seriously you'll never guess So yeah, Jonah's having a hard time writing this article. We get this great moment with Johnny, who just fucking explodes above New York City. That's just sick. Take some aggression out, yeah. And then we see at nighttime these uh, these schmucks doing some uh, Sony plasma TV stealing sponsor uh, mm-hmm. as they try to make off with this TV. They are apprehended by the shroud. Mm-hmm. who promptly kicks all their asses and uh, pulls the mask down to reveal the girl who walks through fire. Kitty Pride, and she is having a rough time. Having a rough go of it. Which everybody is, except for one person, as we come to find out, sitting alone <laughs> in his classroom. Schmucky McSchmuckerson over here. Schmucky McSchmuckerson Third, Flash Thompson. Sitting alone in his classroom, going, was I the only one who didn't know Peter Parker was Spider-Man? Bum, bum, bum. This man will never be Agent Venom. Fuck Ultimate Flash Thompson. Yes. Instead, he'll be president of the United States. Anyway. Stop. Um, we That's not back. even funny. That's not even funny. <laughs> nope. We, we no, cut back Neither to... was the last four years. <laughs> you know what? Fair. <laughs> Tough, but fair. Tough, uh, but fair. We cut back to the bridge, that iconic bridge from last time. And we also catch up with our boys, the Wrecking Control, the Damage Crew. Who are (laughs) siphling through the wreckage of this bridge. But what we don't see is someone lurking in the shadows. Someone recording the events. Doing what she does best. Doing what she does best. And who is it? 
the girl who waited. That's what she's doing. She's waiting. Which has a really sad connotation now for me. Yeah. Yeah. In the moment when I came up with it a couple episodes ago, I was like, this is perfect. And now it hurts me to say it. Yeah. Yes. Also, I think this is the quickest we've rattled through all three of our intros. All three in a row, baby. Yeah. Like in this book club. It's like boom, boom, boom. Uh, We are professionals and we know how to get this job done. You're damn right. But we see that Mary Jane Watson is recording the cleanup of the Queensboro Bridge. She is unfortunately discovered by S.H.I.E.L.D. agents and captured. However, uh, right hot on the scene, it's Mr. Nick Fury himself looking extra Sam Jackson. Yeah. Nick Fury, this so page. this specific page, that shot is Nick Fury coming out of the shadows at the end of the first Iron Man. It's movie. absolutely uh, that. that is all he 100%. drew it. And it's really weird. It's really weird. It is yeah. very strange. Um, it's like and- Bagley forgot how to draw Nick Fury. <laughs> And was like, I need a reference, and then just drew that, and then I was like, Oh, right, that's he, actually he just right. Googled Nick Fury, but I guess and I that's the first image that, that popped up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they confiscate her camera, and Nick Fury is basically like, Look, I know exactly who you are to Mary Jane Watson, go home. And she shouts at him, You killed him, I know you killed him. It wasn't you who pulled the trigger, but it was you who had him killed. I'm going to prove it, and I'm going to make sure everyone knows. And the look on this man's face. Yeah. Priceless. Yeah. And he has no retort. He just says, go home. Don't come back. The Nick Fury stuff in this book is excellent. It's incredible. So she leaves. He tells everybody to get back to work. There's this great panel of him just standing alone in the wreckage. Uh, we cut to the next day. Uh, Gwen and Aunt May are sitting in a limo with Tony Stark. And if this volume has done anything for me, it has informed me of the fact that ultimate Tony Stark, salt of the earth. This man, <laughs> this man is good people. Yeah, uh, Ultimate Spider-Man yeah. has done a really good job for Ultimate Tony Stark. He's Absolutely, not like this it has. Much anywhere else, he's 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 early appearance Tony Stark. Literally Stri- everywhere else. Strictly in Ultimate Spider-Man, Tony yes. Stark is the best. He's best a mensch. Yeah, he's an absolute mensch. Is what he's he is. a uh, high functioning alcoholic, basically. Uh, oh yeah, like, for sure. Because I mean, he's loaded. One hundred percent. He's he's blasted to high heaven. But oh yeah. He's also a kind drunk. Yeah, he's Denzel Washington in flight right here. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, what, a, what a pull. What he's a pull. He's for sure. But, oh, but, he's, but he also is what every Tony Stark is throughout the multiverse. His love language is gifts. And so oh, yeah. he's like, look, I, I brought you a limo. I'm picking up the tab for the funeral and everything that it entails. He has to throw in the dig. It's not a big deal for me. After everything he does, he's like, I didn't want you to have to worry. And so we pull up to this iconic cathedral. Yep. If you've played Spider-Man PS4, you know this. If, yeah. you've, read, if, if you've been to New York City. <laughs> if you literally have read a single Daredevil comic, yes. you know this. Yes. 
every early 2000s uh marvel film before yeah that was always takes that place time. here yeah for some reason uh, oh yeah uh, the daredevil movie has such a great moment in, at, at in, that in the way yeah. that it's okay i'm just gonna say the way that the daredevil movie. movie starts iconic yeah yes it's a great fucking movie, it's a great great movie. The especially cut. the extended cut the director's cut, director's cut that which we talked about last week Coolio. our boy coolio r.i.p uh, oh who brings so the story right. together brings the entire oh, story i cannot fathom whose decision it was to cut that out listen i will never i will never be we'll the never person understand. to defend mark stephen jacobs or whatever the guy's name is mark stephen johnson the director of that movie and writer yeah. of that movie but like whoever butchered his cut like that sucks because yeah. the movie they deserve doesn't to be punched in the mouth without that coolio bit like the end of the movie doesn't make sense it just happens it doesn't make any sense at all mm-hmm. <laughs> It's wild. <laughs> but alongside the cathedral, we see crowds of people mm-hmm. all there to pay respect to Spider-Man. This and is when Aunt Michael May, Jackson died. Yeah. And Aunt May. Oh, shit. That's not right. about it. <sighs> not about it. One single bit. She's like, I don't like I don't want this. And Tony says, I can take you home. She's like, I don't have a home because remember, the goblin blew up her house. Mm-hmm. And so they're trying to like, Tony doesn't know what to do. He's like, the city needs to mourn too. It, this sucks. I, I love that everybody. point. I love that point. Cause he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. It sucks, but he's also not wrong. Like, and I, I love that he's the one to bring that up. It makes sense that he would bring that up, you know? And it shows incredible strength and resi- resilience in Aunt May that she's like, no. Don't take me home. I need to face this. And then we get the most perfect two pages I've ever read that don't involve any superheroes whatsoever. Yes. yes. Um, we have yes, police absolutely. barricades blocking the, the public as Tony and Gwen help Aunt May to, towards the cathedral. As they pass, there's a little girl held in her mother's arms that asks Aunt May, are you Spider-Man's mommy? And she says, no, I'm his aunt. And she says, fuck. Uh, She says, but you made him breakfast like his mommy? She's like, yes, I did. She's like, when I was little, Spider-Man saved me from a fire so I didn't die. And you see the burn marks on her face. Mm -hmm. And there's this pause where no one knows what to say. And she says, do you need a hug right now? And they hug. And I fucking... I'm, I dissolved. I'm I'm tearing up again right yeah, now. I yeah. dissolved. Yeah. I melted into a puddle. I legit getting to this page for the first time, I had to put my tablet down and go walk. Like I had to go yeah. and walk. Like I could mm, Yeah. This is what it's mm. about. This is This is all that this book should have been. Yes. Kind of stuff. Is everyone literally just reacting to it and people on the street yes like there's there's this masterful way that and i'm gonna shout out another spider-man run uh that chip zadarsky's spider spectacular spider-man run ends Mm -hmm. the final issue of that is comprised of testimonials from dozens of people talking Mm -hmm. about how spider-man has affected their life because a doc a uh i think it's a college student is doing a documentary yeah talk about how spider-man has affected them and it's one of the most perfect single issues in a spider-man book Ever. yes yes and that's how this book should have been personally yes. mm-hmm. 
Um, they get inside. They have this great moment where Aunt May and this little girl hug. Then they go inside and they see lines of people. Uh, Aunt May sits down and has a veil over her. Um, and she is greeted by Steve Rogers. Dressed in his military best. And I think... There's something to say about this. And I want to, mm-hmm. I want to just make a point because as a military brat, um, this dress uniform, whenever that would, whenever my dad would put that on, it meant something significant. Mm-hmm. Whether it was a promotion, whether it was to honor someone who fell, you don't put the dress uniform on unless there's a reason. And we have seen in, you know, almost okay you know over 60 years of captain america showing up at people's funerals decked out in the red white and blues the fact that this captain america in the ultimate comics who is so tied to the u.s military does not show up here in his captain america uniform to me says a lot yes Mm -hmm. yes this is a correct move Yes, absolutely. This is a correct move. Respect. I also really appreciate the the physical body language. Like Mark Bagley clearly studied uh, the correct like body language of this. Yes. Uh, but down to like having the hat like under the arm, Tucked under the arm. You know, like yeah, like it, it's it's correct and yes. very respectful, which I really appreciate. Which leads into how heartbreaking this conversation is. Yes, because he he comes up to Aunt May and he's like. Uh, my name is Captain Steve Rogers. I knew Peter. And he kneels down and takes her hand and he says, I just wanted to say it's my fault your boy died. What a fucking cliffhanger to end the issue on. So we get to issue two. And a very tough conversation happens where Aunt May asks him to explain. And he's, he's already tearing up talking to her. She asks him what he did. And he says, you know, the the day he died, I told him he wasn't ready. I told him he was a child and that he hadn't yet earned the right to wear the uniform. And the gunshot, the the wound that eventually killed him, it was meant for me. He jumped in front of it to save me. There is a lot that we've said about Ultimate Captain America. This is, again... As it's happened before in the Ultimate Spider-Man book, 616 Steve peeking through. Yeah, Bendis was the only person who should have written Ultimate Cap. <laughs> You're not wrong. Like, he, 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 he treats that character right. Even when he's harder-nosed, yes. he still treats that character right. And Aunt May responds to him saying, so after you emasculated him, even though he had proved himself a hero over and over and over again, after you told him he wasn't worthy... He saved your life. Is that what you're telling me? And through tears, he just says, yes, ma'am. And she lets him and the other heroes in attendance fucking have it. She says, he worshipped you people. You know that, didn't you? He thought of you as, as the Knights of the Round Table. He put on the costume to be like you. He wanted to earn a place at your table. And you people come into his life You promised to train him. And what did you do? Nothing. He was fine before he met you. He was doing fine. 
and she slaps Captain America. And there's this hush. And no one knows how to react to this. And she runs away. She has to get out of there. She goes outside and there are all these people holding up signs wanting to take her picture. And she fucking collapses. Like, the weight of everything is too much. Uh, Gwen runs up, tries to help her up, and then a hand extends to her. And it's J. Jonah Jameson. Comic book storytelling at its per like perfection. Mm-hmm. He helps her up. He says, "You know, can I help you to your seat? Do you want? Do you want to go back inside, or is there somewhere I can take you?" She says she doesn't know, and he says, "I think, if I may, I think you'll regret going not going back inside." And he helps her back inside. Uh, then we get a uh, perspective shift and it comes to Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, yep. that's shot right there. Yep. That yeah. panel is specifically Chris Hemsworth from yes. Thor one. Yes, yep. it is. Yep. Bleached eyebrows and everything, baby. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we get Bleached this perspective of Thor talking about, you know, a better place. And it's not, explicitly stated whether he actually traveled or whether it's just him picturing it but he you know it's visualized he is at the world tree he's in asgard and he goes to valhalla uh there's certain shots again that i don't know how really what to make sense of um we see odin i'm assuming that's balder with him yes uh-huh. um loki uh-huh. i think is in the next panel with a snake yes uh-huh. and i do not know who this blonde person is sitting with hella see i thought that was boulder for a split second too um and then the person like next to odin was somebody like um i'm not sure uh like i wasn't sure but um eric yeah. you do know who that is because you read jonathan hickman's ultimate thor Oh, wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you don't know who that is. I was like, wait a second. Because that wasn't in Ultimate Thor. That was in Ultimate Comics New Ultimates. I'm sorry. I was... Uh, what? That is Thor's son with Hela. Got oh, it. that's right. Got it. Oh, I remember now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was I like, you, you remember from Ultimates. Yes. Yeah, from Hickman's Ultimates. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. That is that is that is who that is. Okay. Uh, Jacob, for context, Thor died in Ultimatum. Yeah. Uh, in Ultimate Comics, New Ultimates. Really. Uh, half of the story is about uh, Thor coming back. Uh, Valkyrie wants Thor to come back, and it's a whole thing. Uh, they 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 you know it, it's it's a whole dumb thing. Whatever. Uh, right. But uh, Thor makes a deal with Hela that uh, if he gives her an, an heir, then he'll be able to go. Uh, and she reneges on that deal, of course, but has a child with him. Um, so that is Thor's kid who Eesh. comes back as a threat later. That's Modi. Modi? I think his name is Modi. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but we see all these cuts and then Thor speaks of Valhalla. And here in Valhalla, taking his place among the hero of heroes, 
the greatest hero of all. Ultimate Cyclops is here among the fallen heroes. At last, the respect Scott Summers deserves. Mm-hmm. And also Peter Parker is there. Mm-hmm. And Logan. Along, yeah, alongside mm-hmm. them, Ultimate Wasp. Yeah. And Charlie Cox Daredevil. I mean, (laughs) yes, yes, it feels correct, especially this week of all weeks. Yeah. Um, But we see the fallen heroes of the Marvel Universe have made their way to Valhalla. Peter is there. And again, whether or not Thor is just picturing this or if he actually traveled there and saw this with his own eyes, it's a nice thought. Yeah. Yeah, we cut to another scene, a diner somewhere, someplace, and we catch up with uh, X Men Evolution's Rogue, where. Uh, hey, listeners, that's a better theme than the 90s X-Men theme. And I don't care it's what it so superior. You can fight it's us so any day. Also, that show is so superior to the X-Men day. 90s show. No question. Yes. No question. It's awesome. You can well, keep for- your X-Men 97. I want X-Men Revolution any day now. Okay? Eric, I could kiss you on the mouth. Yes. Do so. Do <laughs> yes. it. Yes. Yes. Now, I yeah. oh god, I I love that show to death. Anyway, yeah. me too. You know why? Because they painted respect on Scott Summers' face. Scott That's Summers, me. my yeah. boy, the That's ultimate fun. shonen protagonist in X Men Evolution. You goddamn right. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so also, we see that made Magneto really fucking scary to me. Absolutely, yeah. both stages of Magneto. <laughs> Magneto so good on that show. So, so good. Scary. With, uh, I can't remember the voice actor, but that is the perfect Magneto voice. Yes. yes. Oh, just yeah. seeing just seeing his eyes glow through his helmet and you don't uh-huh. see the rest of his face. It was just like, what oh is that? That Doctor Doom? What? Yeah. what? Also, uh, Magneto, super hot in that. Yeah. Super hot. <laughs> also, super. that show introduced me to, uh, at least as an older child, Captain America. So thanks, X-Men Evolution. Yeah. Great cap stuff. Uh, great great treatment of Wolverine. Like the best. Scott McNeil, goaded as Wolverine. Yeah, it's great stuff. And that costume. Someone I can't remember who Mm, it is. That orange on Twitter. Someone put Laura in that costume. (gasps) X Men Evolution costume. And I've never been so satisfied to have something I never knew I wanted. Oh my! Until I saw that art. That's what she should be rolling it's around perfect. in. That's excellent. It's perfect. Wow. That's so anyway, excellent. Back to Rogue. Um, yeah. She's watching the telecast of Spider-Man's funeral. Um, uh, the diner uh, waitress touches her hand for support. Rogue ends up absorbing a piece of her, and then she runs. It's, there's not a lot to this, I'll be honest. Just, it's just showing kind of the reach of how much Spider-Man's death has affected people. Um, Rogue talks about all the people that have died, uh, Professor X, Cyclops, Wolverine, Remy, and somehow she's very upset about Juggernaut dying as well. Uh, no, that makes sense in the context of Ultimate X-Men because both her and Juggernaut were uh, Weapon X uh, teammates together. 
okay. So that 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 goes back to like her first appearance in Ultimate X Men. So that, that that makes sense. Her and Kane were actually pretty close. Like they were they were friends. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so she finds herself in a church, and she prays not because she is mourning for the people she's lost, but because she knows that they are next. Uh, we cut back to Mary Jane Watson writing an article or really a blog called "How the World Killed Spider Man." Let's talk about how good Gabe Hardman is here, too. Uh, Gabe Hardman has been doing this part of the story and the the stuff at the funeral. Uh, Jesus Christ, he's so good. So good. Yeah. Also, as Mary Jane Watson, great fucking title. Yep. Great title. Yep. Makes complete sense. It's like an all-star Superman when Lois Lane writes the title, Does the World Need a Superman? (sighs) Does the World Need a Superman? Oh, my God. Chills. It'll make me cry. (laughs) Um, Chapter three. Uh, at Peter's funeral, we then cut to four days ago to Gregory's funeral. And for a moment, I thought, the fuck is Gregory? Yeah, same. <laughs> Gregory yeah. Stark, Gregory the Stark. older brother of Tony Stark, uh-huh. died recently. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, um, who uh, was even drawn similarly to Daniel Craig in the statue. I told you guys last week, I swear to God, he's based off of Daniel Craig. Like, there's yep. no way he's not. It's uncanny. Yeah. Um, at the funeral for his brother is encountered by um, what is his name? Jonathan Blackhaven. Yeah. They really, I think, missed the boat on making, not making this just like Justin Hammer Jr. or Ezekiel Stane. Yeah. Uh, should have been, well, I mean, they already did Sebastian Shaw, but it should have been like Shinobi Ooh, Shaw. Shinobi what Shaw. What about, it should have been um, like Shinobi Shaw. What about the Rose? Uh, uh, Wilson Fisk's son. Oh, I thought that would be good too. That would be cool. Good pull. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's a lot of people. Butch Wilson. Been. Yeah. Butch Fisk. Oh, that'd go. be uh, sick. Oh. There you go. Yeah. So, good old Butch. Love him. Good old Butch. And so this guy is meeting with Tony because he had an outstanding agreement with Gregory and that is now passed to Tony along with all of Gregory's assets. And we see that uh, the Illuminati isn't just for 616 Tony Stark. It's also for ultimate Tony Stark. Yep, but this Illuminati is way more dangerous. Way more dangerous because they're all made of business people, including... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, the newest main character of the MCU, La Contessa Valentina Allegra de La Fontaine. Oh, mommy. <laughs> Drawn exquisitely here. Uh, um, are these, wait, real quick, when you mention these people, what, who are they really? Because like, I couldn't figure out who most I of these people I genuinely only recognized her. She's the only one. She's okay, the only one? cool. Okay. Yeah. Who is she again? Then I don't. So in in the she in the comet in the six one six she has been yeah. Madame Hydra. Okay. She was uh, she worked under Nick Fury and had an illicit affair with the mm-hmm. man. So she's uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus that we're yes. gonna see. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Correct. That's what I thought. I was just like, this is like yeah. Julia Louis Dreyfus, I think. And yeah. Yeah. Yes, so gotcha. She's there. We've got the twit. We've got the twins from the social network. Yeah, the Winklevoss uh, twins. The Winklevoss that's twins. Really, that's really awful. You know, we've <laughs> got um, someone who should have been. Um, fuck, what's his name? Dagger. Dario Agger should have been this guy instead yeah. of Jonathan yeah. Blackhaven. Listen, Dario Agger wasn't created yet, to be I, fair. To, I know. But still, but still I, but I, but I agree. Like, I agree. I agree. I agree. I don't. I don't give a rat's ass. I agree. It should. It should have been. Should have been him. 
should have been him just as much as this man who is also here as as the uh the face of hk peck should have been uh yashida oh yeah yes should have been yashida yes yeah yeah should have been like shinian yeah 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 Yeah. i'm just saying missed opportunities missed opportunities all over the place and then we also have matt damon i mean damon dunn (laughs) Uh, who, it's nerd. It's just who nerd. is like rocking the 70s chic and they yeah are, it's a shame that they already used rick jones because that should have just been rick should have been rick jones yeah he's dressed like jones. 70s rick jones absolutely he is and so tony's basically being brought into this elite group and they are the kratos uh, club the creative is gonna play god of war yeah i was gonna say yeah, yeah. the entire time they're like hey ragnarok's coming out real soon we gotta replay uh, it gotta like, replay yes. it and we need your help because we, we cannot beat that last valkyrie queen the valkyrie we just can't uh. beat her. <laughs> and we heard that you're the only one who knows how to do it he said oh, i guess i could figure it out i don't know i've Boy, never really played the here. game but i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure i can figure it out Boy. uh also they missed the boat on this be- not being the hellfire club yeah, there is already a Hellfire Club canonically in. I don't give a universe. shit, Malcolm. Yeah, let's be real. They, they should, should be playing D and D. Yeah, <laughs> they should be playing D and D right now. Have yeah. you finally caught up? Ugh, Jacob. Uh, <laughs> have you finally caught up? Did you finally finish those four-hour episodes? Uh, no, I've honestly just That's been. I've been watching way too much Shit's Creek because it was going to be taken off Netflix, and then the very yeah. next day it, it went up on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, <laughs> incredible. I turned on my Hulu and it's like Shit's Creek is here. And it's like, oh, fuck. Okay, cool. I was like, oh, okay, all, all right. right. I guess. Sure. I guess. Good. Yeah, I was right. all worried for nothing. Yeah. Okay, fine. All right. Wow. But yeah. So Tony's brought into the uh, the God of War Ragnarok club so that he can uh help them beat the game before uh the next game comes out we come back to peter's funeral and we see that kitty pride is there rocking her best goth chic uh she's got the jeff hardy armbands and everything she's she's also pretty x-men evolution kitty but like in the most extreme way but if like she no but she's only she's only X-Men Evolution Kitty specifically during the Baywatch or the Bayside Sirens. Bayside Sirens episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Peak television. The mm-hmm. Bayside Sirens episode. Uh, yeah. Peak television. Yeah. That was an X-Men awakening. Is the best. That was an awakening for young Eric Azana. Holy shit. Yeah, that was. That was uh, the episode that introduced me to my one and only, my one true love, Boom Boom. Uh-huh. That was uh-huh. the series that introduced me to her, uh-huh. and I have never let her go. Since uh-huh. Then. Same. Everyone go pick up Exterminators number one. Exterminators at Rules. The best it's, fucking book that came out last month. <laughs> it was incredible. Incredible. <laughs> Flew straight to the top of my reading pile. Hell yeah. Um, Kitty goes out there and fucks with some influence bloggers and uh, walks off into the forest, into the Central Park, where she comes upon a crying boy. But it's not just any crying boy. It's Bobby. Bobby. Bobby Drake crying on the bench. He's looking just over there on the really, bench. Really, really looking Bobby. really Bobby from King of the Hill. I don't even know where I'm going to live after this. <laughs> Can't go back to Aunt May's house. 
she's, she's already been through enough, you know? You're so fucked up. It's that. so tough. That is pitch perfect. That's pitch perfect. Uh, That's and so, so Kitty basically tells him, like, look, you can come with me. There's a place I've been wanting to go. You can come with me. We will be safe. And Bobby says, okay, but then he looks over. And can you give us this last line from Bobby? Oh it's the, I thought all was cool. It, no, it's the, it's the very end of the scene. Oh, okay. Showing a, another boy kicking a can. <laughs> like a hooligan. Can, can Johnny come? <laughs> he wants his boyfriend to come with him. And so... <laughs> I think it's really nice of Kitty to say, listen, come with me. There's a place on Ocean Avenue where I used to sit and talk with you. <laughs> Don't get me started on Ocean Avenue. Do not get me started. <laughs> we were both 16 and it felt so right. <laughs> Sleeping all day, staying up all night. Because, you know, that's exactly what she's totally listening to Yellow Card. Dude, so was I. 100%. At this point in my life, yeah, yellow card was thebomb.com. If I could find you now, <laughs> things would get better. Oh we would leave this town and run forever. I fucking love yellow card. I'm just going to listen to yellow card after this. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> we then cut to two weeks ago where we find... A therapy session taking place between Dr. Bruce Banner and one Karen Grant. I was not super familiar with Karen Grant. Yeah, me neither. Um, I had to do a little bit of uh, Google searching. And we were, I was very surprised to find out that Karen Grant is actually Jean Grey. Oh my God. Wow. Jean Grey, following apparently a lot of bullshit, uh, post-Ultimatum, decided to take on the, uh, the persona of Karen Grant, post-Ultimatum. And uh, she has been just kind of doing her thing, oh, apparently. Wow. Uh, she moved, she basically, she did. She dyed she, her hair. She like fucking. Yeah, she dyed like her hair. New... She did the Wanda thing where she took on an assumed name and moved to an East Coast town. Yeah. So instead of uh, New Jersey, she moved to Baltimore. <laughs> and used her telepathy to make everyone in Baltimore think that she'd been living there for three years rather than just a few months. And so wow yeah so <laughs> she's been living uh incognito as karen grant for a while and it looks like she has been giving uh therapy sessions to bruce and i love this page turn right she's like let, bruce let's start at the beginning do you remember the first time you really lost control of your temper and became someone else page turn fucking hulk smashing going up against peter parker as spider-man yeah the first canonical meeting between the two in the ultimate universe which i think is really cool yeah and gene karen continues uh the session with bruce as he suddenly starts to get a little sleepy he talks to her basically saying like look i just want you to know this doesn't usually work therapy either my therapist's head ends up smashed in or located somewhere in 
my belly. And Karen Jean says, oh, don't even worry about this. You're not even part of the equation here, to be honest. And he goes, wait, what? Again, (laughs) phenomenal page turn. Yeah. She just went, she just went, you know, hey, hey, big guy. Sun, sun's going sun's down. Getting sun's getting real low. Sun's getting yeah. real low. And all of a sudden, and I fucking love just seeing Ultimate Hulk just sitting there, clothes torn, and she just silent, still as the night. And she goes, "You can come in now." And who walks in? Nick Fury. I am not sure at all what the fuck is happening here. But I think it's very cool that they pulled Karen Grant, in quotations, out of her uh, her new life to subdue Bruce Banner and get the Hulk under her control. That's all Ultimate X stuff. Okay. Okay. That's from so, the Ultimate X miniseries. So she also, like, she gives him a little kiss. She's like, good night, Bruce. I'm sorry for all this. Sweet dreams. And we see he dreams of smashing. <laughs> I, I mean, like, literally else? smashing, not like smashing, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe both. Literally, literally both. The There's precedent time. for. I was going to say, Ultimate Hulk canonically is horny. That's true. Super that's, horny. That's all he is. That's all his anger is. It's just sexual frustration. It, it's sexual frustration. Nobody yeah. can take his massive dong. That's why. I don't think anybody <laughs> wants it, is the thing. It's like, it's like exactly. those guys who get dressed up in suits and go out to clubs on Friday night, like r- just absolutely bathed in Axe body spray and wonder why they can't pull any tail. What? Why are you, why are you dissing me on my Friday nights? Like, I, I guess I was going to say, I guess I'm wondering why you're attacking 15 year old me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, 15, why are you attacking 35 year old was, me? Was a, was a hooligan. I'm, I'm sorry. No, to say. for sure. No, for Jacob sure. Brown, was, who you are right now is a delinquent. I'm sorry. It's oh, just, that's fair. That's just how no, it that's, is. That's exactly. I hate to break it to you. I respect it. Yeah. Chapter four might be the most important chapter and the most relevant chapter Uh because we get the kangaroos here, baby. Because we get the kangaroo again. (laughs) The kangaroo is back. And I have never been so excited to see a character that I did not give two shits about. This fucking (laughs) Union Jack vest. Yes. Yes. It's it's actually the Australian flag. It is the Australian flag because the Australian flag does contain the Union Jack as well. You know what? I do forget that. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. It's You're right. it's easy to forget. It's easy yeah. to forget. Like like me, you probably thought that the Australian flag just had a big old koala on it. I think that's sometimes <laughs> too. I get it. But the kangaroo is pic- back. Or just a picture of like the opera house in Sydney where it's just like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With a kangaroo <laughs> sitting on top. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so the kangaroo is back. Just causing trouble kicking people smashing out around a bunch of ass smashing and crashing smashing and crashing and uh finds himself with a familiar sight as he is confronted by spider-man wow How? that ain't nice at all i, I think would... an apology of some sort is due to all of us so for real, for real like <laughs> i would i when i saw this i i thought we were in a flashback nice I, I really did. I really, I really <laughs> thought we were in a flashback. I was like, oh, we're flashing back here. What what's going no. on? I and I kept looking back, going like, why didn't they give us a time of like three weeks ago? Like this weird ass thing that Michael Bendis <laughs> always does. But we see that uh, the Spider Man is confronting Kangaroo, and he's just like, Spider Man, 
thought she was dead. And the guy who he was beating up looks up and just goes, yeah, man, that is in terrible taste. (laughs) (laughs) And some things change and some things stay the same. Spider-Man don't get no respect from nobody. No respect. No respect respect. at all. Kegaru engages Spider-Man, who is showing Spider-Man levels of agility. So if this isn't a flashback, then somebody's... uh, Somebody's either on some mutant growth hormone or something funny's going on. Well, guys, I mean, you can tell it's not a flashback because that costume is totally different. Yes, but it's still uh, the same amount of homemade as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, and, you know, it's got neat. Honestly, patch. no. And honestly, I love this costume. I love this costume. Yes, I love, yeah, this, I love costume. this costume. Yeah, this costume's cool. I'm, I'm a big fan of a big yeah. fan, especially of those knee pads. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say was, the knee pads. I, I played a certain game uh-huh. where that costume shows up. Uh huh. And I, I played almost, that costume a lot. I played in that costume almost exclusively. Yep. So uh, this is like ultimate Ben Riley Spider-Man looking. Yes, like, it is. Yes. That's that's what Spider-Man gets tossed around. This this Spider-Man substitute gets tossed around by a Kangaroo. A familiar sight, seeing as how Kangaroo kicked Spider-Man's ass last time too. Uh huh. And as uh, Kangaroo goes to crush him with a car, the Spider-Man jumps up and taps him in the throat. But we see in the art, it's not just a little love tap. There's some uh, little zappy zaps. Mm-hmm. And immediately, Kangaroo just falls to the ground. We don't know what happened, but he drops to the ground. He's immobilized. The Spider-Man turns around and just goes, hey, did anyone call the cops? And someone's like, yeah, we did. That outfit is in bad taste, by the way. And Spider-Man's just like, yeah, I know. And he just leaves. Hops up, starts climbing up the building. He gets up on the top of this building, takes a moment, unmasks, and it's not Peter Parker. He's Blick. He's Blick. He's a Blick. He is an African-American young man who does say, maybe the costume is in bad taste. Who the fuck is this Hold that thought. Hold that thought. Because now we got to catch up with everyone's favorite ultimate character, Reed Richards, <laughs> out in the negative zone, just floating. Just this chilling. Tron-looking motherfucker. This Tron-looking motherfucker. You know what? Weird the other day, man. my shuffle put me on um, uh, Flynn Lives from the Tron Legacy oh, soundtrack. So oh, my God. God. I need to watch Tron Legacy again. Yeah, because it's a that, perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. It's a perfect movie. That is the best example of a legacy sequel. It is a 10 out of 10 film and nothing anyone can ever say will Nobody ever talks about it. Mind. That's what's weird about it. Nobody no, talks about it. Because there's nothing to talk about. You, that can't, movie got you can't argue against yeah. perfection. Yeah. So nobody talks about it because there's nothing bad to say about it. Hey, you know what's and, great is that everyone complained then about like, oh, you know, CG Jeff Bridges looks wonky. Yeah, guess what? Still looks good. Still looks good. Still looks good. Yeah, because that's the right kind of CG. It still looks good. You know what really looks? And it's wonky? meant to look uncanny valley because yeah. he's not real. Because yeah. he's not real. He's a program. Yeah. Unlike yeah. Avatar, which still looks bad. Fight me, yeah. man. Hot take. Suck an ass. <laughs> Tron Legacy is my Avatar. The way that everyone <laughs> yeah. talks about Avatar, that's my Tron Legacy. Like Tron Legacy oh, is a man. way better movie than Avatar. The way everyone good. talks about Breaking Bad, that's my Tron Legacy. That's my Tron Legacy. Absolutely. Yes. That's. You know, in a way, 
it's very similar because Tron, like Breaking Bad, is a masterpiece. But Tron Legacy, like Better Call Saul, is infinitely better. Is infinitely better? Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. I've, I've n- watched neither of those shows. I'm just going to I, preface this. I have no interest in watching Breaking Bad. I've seen like two episodes. I can't wait to watch all of Better Call Saul. Oh <laughs> my God, you guys. It's the Odenkirk effect. Me? It's Both the Odenkirk effect. Both Better Call Saul all looks so good. Better Call Saul is amazing. Watch Better Call Saul to get into Breaking Bad because that is what I'm do- we're doing with my boyfriend right now. We Interesting. Just, it's like, you need to watch this before you get into I've it's heard like, the opposite. I've heard you need to watch Breaking Bad before Better Call Saul. Nah, fuck that. You get, like, a lot of people say you have to try and do that. And it's just Respect. like, no, no, just watch, just, just know, just watch these and get to know these characters. They do make references from Breaking Bad, but it's not enough for you to just like, don't worry about that. Don't worry okay. about that. Respect. And you'll get to that. You'll no, get cool. to that. When it happens, you're going to be like, oh, fucking better call Saul. Uh, yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. Great. Speaking of uh, underrated masterpieces, Reed Richards is floating in the negative zone. With his nasty ass face. Nasty ass face recounting Ooh. the events of this Ultimate Enemy, the Ultimate Doomsday trilogy. And realizes, all right, fuck, I've been floating enough. I need to get back to work. And <laughs> pulls himself back to the remains of his old lab, where he immediately starts rebuilding. And he, he kind of laments the fact that he's like, I can literally save the world and nobody wants me to. Maybe it's just better if I stay out here. And there's this moment where he's like, no, fuck them. I'm going to save the world whether they like it or not. And he starts working to get Ooh. back. Next page turn, he's already back. He's already figured out a way to get back. Uh-huh. And finds himself uh, in this clearing which, if you've read Jonathan Hickman's Ultimate Avengers, might look familiar to you. Uh-huh. He says, I'm going to solve everything. And so, f- footnote there. That line is a very weighted Jonathan Hickman Reed Richards line. Isn't it just? Because yeah. that ties right into his 616 Reed Richards work. Doesn't it just? Reed Richards was planning to solve everything. everything. And that's the beginning of Hickman's run. So this is the dark side of that run, which is fucking cool. The dark side of that. That's really funny. And the page turn reveal brings us to the early days of the maker. Yep. The helmet. (laughs) I love the helmet. It's before he expanded his brain. Yep. But he's got the helmet. He's got the dome. And he says, welcome, children. Welcome to tomorrow. I'm sorry. Most of you are not going to make it. Uh, real quick, I all love these, this. All these like people are they like are they alternate versions of him or are they just like, like they're volunteers? What? Okay, they are volunteers. Okay, I don't know why I just thought like I don't know. Knowing Reed Richards, I thought he would just be you know and multiversing, maybe, grabbing people you know, from. Yeah, maybe we'll dive into it one day. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? So we then cut to what I thought was an interesting scene. This is the one I had the least amount of context for all the oh, way up man. until the final The scene panel. fucking sucks because it's all just garbage. Yeah. Fucking gobbledygook. So Val I fell Cooper asleep through this, by the way. Is sitting with <laughs> somebody. I don't know who this is. Um, who throughout their little conversation, a little coffee date, reveals, hey, I found some stuff and it looks in a very Peter Parker way, oddly similar. It gets, uh, it's very strange. 
found some, you know, some government files of mutant experimentation. And Val Cooper's like, oh, you know, shit happens, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, no, no. Like, it, it goes back. No, like, this is good. <laughs> Very early, in fact. Val then abruptly stands up. She's like, uh, I should probably get to a hospital. How long do you think it'll take to get to the hospital? And this, and I love, I, I love the double talk here. I really do. She's like, about two hours. She's like, okay, thanks. She leaves and she makes a phone call. And she is panicked. She is nervous. She is stressed. Because as she uh, recounts to this person who she's talking to, the entire world's about to find out the United States government created mutants. Wah, wah, wah! Which we had discovered, uh, thanks Mm -hmm. to Ultimatum, but it wasn't public knowledge. Nope. Which I think is incredible. Very, very excited. Wah, wah, wah! We then cut to chapter five, which I was puzzled by with this cover. And we get the second part that I don't think really needed to be in this, where we have this, uh, speaking of Better Call Saul looking motherfucker, here coming to meet with one Pietro Lensher. Hey, uh, you guys just talk about this. I'm going to go take a piss because that's what, that's what, uh, that's what all this was, was just me sitting on the toilet, blazing through this as fast as I could going like, I have no idea and really losing interest right now. Though I have to say it's boring. It doesn't make any sense. I love the David Tennantification of Pietro here. Oh, right yeah. down to the tenth Doctor sideburns. Uh, yeah, you know uh, what? I didn't notice that, but you're right. Yeah, wow. young David Tennant as as Pietro as Ooh. Quicksilver. Ooh. I think would be incredible. That early two thousand manic energy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I see that. Like yeah, yeah. Casanova era. Yeah. David Tennant would yeah. make a wonderful Quicksilver. Oh, I can yeah. see that. But basically, Quicksilver is speaking to this very. Uh, very wealthy businessman and he says i am going to the whole thing is built on pietro making this deal with him to say the mutant population is scattered i'm going to unite them and then i'm going to sell them to you mm-hmm. which i think he is an inc- slaves yeah he said he says do you know what the world's greatest or the greatest export to the united states ever has ever been guy says oil because of course and he's like no it's no it was slavery which is true but you and didn't also, have to say it. And also <laughs> makes a white guy wearing a sar- scarf saying it really problematic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so he he basically makes a deal with him. Quicksilver is absolutely the guy to be like, no, it's okay. The Irish were slaves too. Like, he's absolutely that <laughs> He's guy. like, we're the same. Like, we're the same. Like, you know. Like, no, I'm, say- I'm saying the word as reclamation. Yeah. I'm taking it back. He would 100% be that guy. Ass. 100% be that guy. Uh, we then cut to Nick Fury, who is meeting with Hawkeye. Fury, uh, Nicholas kind J. Of Fury, Nicholas J. Who is giving basically like a rundown of the three biggest threats that I'm assuming is going to be tackled by the Ultimate Universe. Uh-huh. Um, the European U- Union is real spooked about Asgard. So they've reconstituted their uh, super soldier program, and it's being led by Jamie Braddock. Uh-huh. 
Uh, we see that there's been some uh, skirmishes on the Uruguay-Argentina border, and uh, some bad stuff's happening over there. Uh, we also get got information that uh, some rumblings from third-party intelligence inside SEER about uh, biological slash metahuman weapons. Mm-hmm. So lots of stuff's going on, and it's not good. And then sounds like business as usual for the Marvel universe. Sure does, doesn't it? Everything <laughs> oh, yeah. just continues Maybe. to get worse in the Ultimate Universe. Pretty much. Uh, Fury goes back to his office to find Jasper Sidwell, which I thought was really fun. It's cute. It's a nice touch. Nice touch. Uh, who basically is here from the United States government to tell him, "Hey, uh, we're cutting your budget by thirty percent." <laughs> and the reaction panel to this is chef's kiss yeah <laughs> horrified face from fury nicholas J. and assad ribic-esque uh, reaction yes <laughs> that was one of my favorite points from the conversation we had with jason aaron was when we brought that up and he immediately knew what panels we were he knew exactly about. what panel we were talking about yeah yes <laughs> incredible yeah um so Sitwell basically <laughs> says look like you're going to have to do what we're asking you to do just with less money, which sucks. <laughs> sucks for S.H.I.E.L.D. Yep. Um, but that's... A lot of paper clips and like rubber bands are going to be filling a lot yep. of those like, like technology, you know? Uh-huh. We then cut to a sexy scene at Pietro's penthouse. Which this shit is gross. Real awkward, real quick. He's basically he's doing the doing the horizontal gymnastics with his lady friend and then suddenly looks up and the lady friend has turned into wanda who he secretly does want well not even secretly not even secretly because we know about it yeah they used to fuck just openly what Um, is this game of thrones all of a sudden what the hell am i reading here yeah like ultimate scarlet witch and quicksilver where they had a special relationship they fucked fucking kidding me no that is we're closer uh, than siblings yeah that's okay honestly that is honestly apropos with the game of thrones comparison yes that jamie and cersei very apropos that's very gross i didn't like that um but it seems that even after her death wanda's influence is whispering in quicksilver's ear which is again all sorts of gross considering she's dead um She's not dead. Oh, at this point, that's actually been revealed in another book that she's not dead. Oh, in uh, Ultimate X. Oh shit! I did Was not know Ultimate that. X? I don't. I don't remember what book it. But yeah, she she's not dead. Interesting. Yeah, she she is still around. Interesting. I think it. I think it was Ultimate X that revealed it. At the end of that, you find out that she's she's still around. Huh. Yeah, and I should kind of she's been she's been pulling strings pulling the strings of quicksilver who's been gathering his own like brotherhood sort of yeah Yeah. so that's basically what this is about and then we cut to the final uh final chapter with a great cover i love it chapter for me um i love i love this the the cover and then the opening page yeah, both of those, the two of those juxtaposed with each other too Oof. is really strong. And I absolutely, when you said them facing away from each other, I think yeah. it's really cool. It's perfect. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the cover to this is Cap standing in the rubble holding his 
holding him looking at his helmet with his shield buried into the ground next to him mm. facing away from the first page which finds aunt may laying in peter's bed clutching his spider-man costume in wong pajamas in Wong yes. pajamas. Yeah, I was going to point out. Like, fantastic. She's yeah. dressed kind of like Wong, and that's awesome. Yeah. And the first, you know, three pages of this, no dialogue. Just silence as you kind of sit in her grief with her. And you know this isn't the first day that she's woken up like this. Um, she looks outside the window, sees just a horde of reporters arguing with her uh, her security detail. And then she, uh, her attention is taken by this strange woman walking into her room. Just kidding, it's not a stranger. It's Gwen Stacy, who has cut her hair, dyed it black, and she is now looking suspiciously like Ultimate Wasp. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's a bad haircut. It's a bad haircut. And yeah. she's gone, though she has gone back to the early ultimate Spider-Man crop top fashion. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, she loves showing off those abs. Yep. And so she's basically she like, I can't go anywhere that my picture isn't plastered. So I made a cosmetic change so that I could get around. And Aunt May is like, maybe I'll do that. And I love the little exchange they have. One of my favorite parts about Ultimate Spider-Man is that Ultimate Aunt May and Ultimate Gwen Stacy are best friends. Yes. yes. She's the daughter that she never got to have. Exactly. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I, I love the two of them together. Absolutely. And I love that this is ultimately a survivor's tale of the two of them together. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's oh, great... so good. And so they talk about like Aunt May says like Tony Stark offered uh, offered me something. And I think I'm thinking of taking it because breaking news, DC comics has fired its editor in chief. <laughs> mm-hmm. Despicable. Mm-hmm. Absolutely despicable. Mm-hmm. They've gotten rid of the editor in chief position. They've decided to go with creative uh, chief creative officers instead. Uh, so they're raising up Dan DiDio and Jim Lee as chief creative officers. Uh, this is 2011. Uh, you know, so after Flashpoint, they're gonna have uh, a big new, uh, a big new storyline, uh, you know, called the New Fifty Two, which details will come later. I I mentioned last week that it was assumed that Didio uh, did not make it out of Ultimatum. He was found in the rubble. He was found. Uh, He had some ideas. Yeah, he had been found in the rubble. He had been surviving off of uh, eating Nightwing comics, and Mm -hmm. yes, Mm -hmm. he was. Raring to go and raring to get back to work and uh, pulled some strings and now Aunt May is fired. She had lots of plans for Dick Grayson Batman. Aww. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. Mm-hmm. She loved that Justice League lineup. Mm-hmm. I'm real mad about it. And she is mm-hmm. too. She's like, I'm going to move to France and work on French comics. The only she just discovered this. Medium anymore. I'm working on Tintin. That's what she <laughs> I'm is. working on Tintin. Yeah. Yeah. I was to say. Yeah. She's I like, people understand that. my value. They want to bring me on. <laughs> It's going to be Tintin and that's it, baby. We're going to be working on that supposed movie that's being done with Steven Spielberg. Uh, Another 10 out of 10. Yes. Uh, That movie's so good. It drives all night. Well, hold on. 
it, it's it's worth it to watch it, but it's worth it even more to watch it in theaters because of yes. that. Because that is yes. an experience. I that was such that a great theaters. experience in theaters. So good. And yeah. it's the same thing with Tron Legacy. Tron 100%. Legacy is the only movie that I've seen in 3D in theaters that was actually worth seeing. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. agree. Absolutely agree. Yeah. And so <sighs> two great movies. Oh, oh, God. So good. There's going to be a sequel, apparently. Uh, we'll see. It's it's we'll been like twelve years. I know. We'll, we'll but, see. We'll see. But we'll see. It's might possibly finally getting done. So with DC Comics down the tubes, uh, we know that Aunt May is happy to go to France, and so she's like, "Look, I am going. I want to go to France. I am." And Tony Stark offered to send us anywhere in the world, and Gwen is all for it she's gung-ho she's like let's do this and aunt may is hesitant she says she she doesn't want to take a handout and gwen has the best rebuttal she's like what like you haven't earned it you don't deserve it you deserve this no bs peter would be furious at you for sitting here like this and those are the words that get the aunt fucking may. slight smirk on may's face after that is so good it's so good Bagley so understands good. the visual language of that character so well yep like holy so shit she makes a call and tony stark's been waiting for it and <laughs> this panel specifically broke me because she's on the phone and she's like uh you you made an offer to me yes um i would like to move to france my niece gwen and myself yeah i yeah. fucking broke yeah i it shattered me i dissolved mm -hmm. into a million pieces yeah yeah those pieces flew out into the multiverse i experienced yeah. 1200 different worlds at once and then i came <laughs> back <laughs> this was everything my heart needed yeah that's her niece she loves gwen yeah she loves that she girl. loves gwen yeah Oh, I love it. So I mean, much. this the entire the the May Parker story of Ultimate Spider-Man is I think one of the best character arcs that you could have in a comic book. Well, it's the story of losing her best friend and finding a new one. And finding many new ones. Finding out the patron saint of of lost children. But specifically at but specifically, the end of this, her best friend. Gwen her best Stacey. friend Gwen. Yeah. I, I want to mention something that my high school Shakespearean teacher uh, told me, which was one of these things is like when we were reading Hamlet, it's just that I wish Shakespeare did a sequel to this called Horatio because wow. of the fact of how Horatio pretty much carries that entire uh, play with, with Hamlet in a way. And that like when Hamlet dies, the only person that's there is Horatio to carry on from what has left over. That's yeah. what I feel. That's, an that's what I felt. Point. That's what I felt through this entire experience with with this Ultimate Spider-Man is that Aunt May has been the Horatio for Peter Parker's Hamlet. Yeah. yeah. And there's, correct me if I'm wrong. We had an email a while back talking about what if there were um, comics about you know the loved ones of a superhero after they pass away. And it's like, or the loved ones while uh, superheroes are out doing their thing. The most wonderful thing that Ultimate Spider-Man does is it tells that story alongside a superhero story. 
Yeah. Aunt May yeah, is just as much. Aunt May is just as much a main character as Peter Parker is. Mm-hmm. And I love that about mm-hmm. this book. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And so um, she, uh, Tony's immediately just like, yep, let's do this. And Aunt May goes, when would you like to leave? And she says he has a helicopter that can take us to his private jet that will take us to his villa on the French Riviera that he said we could have. And I just... <laughs> Tony Stark, salt of the earth. Yes. This yes. guy. Yes. Gwen takes the phone. She She's she, like hesitant to She's like, oh man, that's a lot. I don't, I, I don't think this is such she's a like, good Mr. Idea. Stark, this is Gwen Stacy. Hi, we accept. We have to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that shit. She and she's like, I don't, I already don't miss this place. <laughs> so she's good. Gonna give us a villa on the French Riviera. Like, there's such an like an older person going like, oh my god, this is actually happening right and now. And honestly, <laughs> she deserves nothing less. She deserves Agreed. nothing less. Agreed. So we cut to the New York City underground, where we see Kitty Pride, Bobby Drake, and Johnny <laughs> Storm walking through the sewers. Kitty's favorite real, place to go. It's real stinky in here. I don't like it. It's real bad. Ah, <laughs> oh, Dad, I wish Dad was here. Can you say I wish Peter was here? I wish Peter was here right now. <laughs> and so, my best friend Peter. <laughs> and so, uh, Kitty reveals that they're not going to be staying in specifically the sewer. She's like, no, we have our own home. The Morlock Tunnels. And it's the underground tunnels where the Morlocks used to live. Mm-hmm. And I think that's dope as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's cool. going to be running a little Lost Boys mm-hmm. thing out of the Morlock Tunnels. And I love that for her. I love that for that's them. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's fantastic. Yes. Uh, Wait, say that again. It's fantastic. Hey guys, I got it. It's clobbering time. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Uh, we then cut Doctor to the Doom guy. over here. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Uh, we cut to the Triskelion, where we see some pencil pusher working on shit and uh, talks about, you know, all this stuff's going on. Hey, look, uh, what's going on, General Fury? You look kind of, is something going on? And Fury's just like, I'm going to be out for a bit. Also, we need to figure out what the fuck's going on because Captain America just quit. And apparently, when it rains, it pours because everything's going wrong. Though I love that it was the catalyst of this was probably the conversation he had with Aunt May. With May, yes. Mm-hmm. That's why we haven't seen him since. Fucking yeah. incredible. Yes. Love Aunt May is the most important person in the Marvel Universe. She's Absolutely. powerful. She's secretly the Marvel editor. <laughs> she bum, just bum, 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 she bum, just bum, bum, <laughs> So we cut back to Mary Jane Watson, where we end the story. Forest Hills and Queens, the most dangerous neighborhood in the world. When the living's free. So good. Um, <laughs> Mary Jane has finished her article, How the World Killed Spider-Man, when she hears a helicopter outside. 
She looks out the window, and I think May and Gwen literally made the helicopter pilot fly near her house just so that they could give her the thumbs up <laughs> as they're leaving. That's so fucking rude. The like, wave, bye, bitch. The wave. Gwen just looks out the window, just, <laughs> just flipping her <laughs> Flips off. her the bird as she's like, <laughs> she flies off. She's like, you can have him now, bitch. <laughs> Enjoy your corpse, biatch. <laughs> Uh, so they fly off. <laughs> oh, Mary Jane uh, is then greeted by a voice in the room saying, I want to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. <laughs> I, at this point, <laughs> he just fucking shows up. Fury Nicholas J is in her room. He's fucking yeah. like showing up like Cecil Sedman in Straight like, up. Invincible where it's He's just got yeah, yeah, teleporters. He's got to yeah. have the body slide by one. He's mm-hmm. got to have that tech. Mm-hmm. Because no way would Anna Marie Watson leave this man alone with her daughter exactly. with the door closed. Like, There's what? no possible way. Like, He's a little bit fuck? of an asshole. And he <laughs> basically like sees his like, I want to talk to you. And he looks over and sees the article she wrote. Picks it up and he starts reading it. And he reads it. Sets it down and reveals to her. I loved him. And this monologue that he gives, just talking about how he knew Peter's parents, how he met Peter when he was just a baby, how he was so excited when Peter got his powers, but also horrified for him. And he says, I understand that you're looking for something to blame for this. My point is, you blame me, and I came here to tell you, you're absolutely right. And he turns and he is crying. That one Denzel Washington tear. Mm-hmm. What a way to end this. What a way to end the story, and this book, this volume. Absolutely incredible. It's great stuff. Fury and May were the lead characters of this volume, and I love that for them. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is it for Ultimate Comics Fallout. Uh, gentlemen, final thoughts on the volume and uh, your favorite part. We're, we're going to go to Malcolm first. Yeah, this book is really messy because it spends so much time setting up everything that's coming after it. Yeah. Um, which is a real bummer. Uh, but I think like the the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff is really good. I wish it had kind of been much like the last two issues of Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, the first run, which end with like the ultimatum Ultimate Spider-Man two issues. I wish mm-hmm. that they had done that instead. And just put like all the Ultimate Spider-Man stuff in like two issues. Yeah. And that would have been really good. Um uh favorite part, uh it's it's the May and the Nick Fury stuff is excellent. Um, another favorite part, uh, 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 I don't know if you guys, if you read like the digital trade version, at least you get, uh, a look at the six part connecting covers that yep. they did by Marco, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. which is incredible looking. Amazing. Um, I, I love those covers. They're great. So, uh, that's also a favorite part. Cause I think that looks beautiful, but that was a poster, yeah. right? Wasn't yeah, they, they did do a poster. Cause yeah. this was the time where Marco Jurjevic was doing a lot of those six part cover things. Yeah. Um, 
So there's like a really good one for Iron Man. That's like all the Iron Man suits. There's a really good one for all the Avengers teams at that point, which is like Avengers, New Avengers, Secret Avengers, yada yada. Uh, yeah. There's one for like all the villains too, I think, which is pretty sick. But that's yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Hell yeah, Jacob. Uh, yeah. Just to reiterate with the with Malcolm, I already said it's just it's just like the the setting up for like what's going to happen later is a little too much, and I would have loved to see like pe- more people reacting to that i would have loved to see kong uh from all of this like how he moved back and like i don't even how he must be shit feeling. from kong i mean mm-hmm. I, he's a it, bitch maybe he it was a bad example but i meant like other characters at least uh, in the sense of like we already got our flash thompson moment but i meant like um whoever was left like in terms of like whatever other villains like were like hearing about this and like how like maybe crime how the way crime is escalating or something like that uh, I only mentioned this because like um, the, this was a tough read actually more so than last week because of uh, the, it, with, without delving too much into mm. everything on personal, on a personal note for me, I've been dealing with kind of like the same things that we've been dealing with in the, in these past two comics. Uh, one member of my company that I've been a part of for like 12 years now, one of our, our, uh, members passed away recently these past two weeks and uh, the way I got through with it is was just reading this comic book and realizing how much a lot of this is very similar to what's going on uh, and just to remark with you listeners like just know that like whatever you situation you're in you know that however you deal it just just know that you're in a safe space and since this was a safe space i thought it might relate for that because of just of um this comic was great this was uh uh a lot of moments got to me and uh my favorite part is still with aunt may uh every every journey through this um i um i loved it for 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 the family aspect and also like um, dealing with like how are we going to deal with like the funeral and everything like that it was a lot of it was a lot of like who's going to pay respects and stuff and what, what can be done I I just wish somebody was able like Tony Stark was able to ha- handle these kinds of situations because um, we all need a Tony Stark that actually can can help out or yeah. and so but this was this was great this was still really good. And I really am thankful for this, uh, for this comic and being here with you guys because of just of how uh, much support this was. And especially you listeners, thank you for supporting us through our like, through our times. We, we may do a silly podcast and do all these shenanigans and stuff, but we are real people and we have real lives and th- th- we still live in this world and uh, it still goes on regardless of what happens and that um, uh, it's a stepping stone for, for something greater a lot of times. Um, that's the best way I can put it. Well said. Yeah. eloquently put. Um, and yeah, it's, I, I agree with both you guys. Like, honestly, um, this book is a very m- mixed bag. Some great stuff, some not so great stuff. The best stuff is, of course, Aunt May. Um, you can't top the moment she has with the little girl. Like you just can't. Yeah. And no, so that's just so good. It's it's incredible. It's perfect comic book storytelling. 
So I really, really dig it. It was a great, uh, great send off for that character and those characters specifically. The other stuff is the other stuff. It's setting up for other stuff going on in the Ultimate Universe. But yeah, so that does it for Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Fallout. But before we get into what we're covering next, we've got some emails, which means, uh, Malcolm, what time is it? <sighs> time sorry i had a a sneeze uh it's it's the mail time sorry (laughs) if you want to be part of the geeksplained book club mailbag make sure you send your emails to geeksplained at gmail.com and put uh ultimate mailbag in the uh in the subject header and we will read it on the show first up we have an email from uh someone very cool uh george loftus who hosts the podcast short box summary george uh, sent us an email so let's dive into it uh he writes hi hello uh george here from the podcast short box summary and i've got a question about ultimate comics fallout the death of spider-man really two but they're related first how much did we lose when the ultimate universe folded into the regular 616 continuity i feel like we never We'll never get a story like this where a character dies and stays dead ever again. So does that make this one of, if not the most important big two death of the 21st century? Thank you for your time. You're welcome on Shortbox Summary anytime. All the best, George. Before we get into the answer for that, I do want to give a quick shout out for uh, for George's podcast, Shortbox Summary. Um, they recently, I think their most recent episode was uh, covering the daredevil movie that we were so eloquently talking about oh yeah yeah. oh yeah Um, fuck yeah and uh his his co-host i want to make sure i'm saying this correctly i think it's alia alia sorry if i'm mispronouncing that but um yeah they talked about the movie a lot of the same points that we've talked about so it's good we have like-minded stuff go (laughs) uh subscribe to that podcast shortbox summary go check them out awesome awesome stuff but to his question I am just going to say we lost a whole lot. I lost. How do you guys feel about this? Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> it has uh, been years since the Ultimate Universe has been gone, and I am still bitter. Yeah, yeah. I lost it all. We lost like the possibilities of other characters, too. Yeah. That's what I thought. Honestly, uh, the I, deepest I really thing we about. lost. Pedro Pascal, Doctor Strange. Agreed. I also would have loved to see a Mallard Duck version of Howard the Duck in this universe. I feel feel you could have had a Mallard. You could have had a Mallard. Had a Mallard Duck. That's so funny. Put a Mallard on it. Now I want that as a T-shirt. It's just a Mallard. I could have been a. We could have had a Mallard. We could have had a Mallard. That's so funny. We could have had a Mallard. Putting that on the store and. Wait a second. So, and speaking of Doctor Strange, I just thought about it. Like he's absolutely right, because Doctor Strange died. We had a whole death of Doctor Strange. I thought it was mm-hmm. a great story. Spoiler alert for the current Strange series: he's back. He's back and he's looking back, pretty baby. sexy. Looking great. Looking he's looking great. good. But he's back, and it's like, back. yeah, the the death. We actually had a death this week in X Men comics that. I will be shocked if they don't reverse. 
I really hope that they don't. I hope that they don't. Because I think it'll be way more impactful if they Absolutely, don't. Absolutely, but especially with but how out of nowhere it came, but it's very ultimate universe. Like that, he's such an important character that you cannot just expect that they're just gonna leave him off the table. No, for sure. It was a great for death. Sure. It's a great Absolutely, death. it brought a tear to my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a death in another comic this week that there's no way it's not gonna get reversed, but it was still a very shocking thing. Totally agree. Uh, totally agree. I'll say, do you know what I'm talking about? We're gonna talk about it off off mic. Okay. But, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to spoil it if you haven't picked up your books. This I week, but I really, I really cannot handle any more deaths, guys. I'm really just gonna let you know about that. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, but I'm yeah, surrounded. <laughs> and not just like, well, first of all, let's let's just put put a pin in it. Do we would this be the most important big two death of the 21st century because it's stuck? What's the other one? Superman? Honestly, Captain America? Oh. No, Su- Superman's 20th century because that was in the 90s. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. Um Cap is up there for sure. Um Wolverine, Batman? Batman, all of which though were reversed. Yeah. So um, I think there's an argument for this to be that. Yeah, I guess so. Cause no, n- yeah. And that is something that's magical about the ultimate universe is the ability to go off the beaten, the beaten path. Another thing, all the other heroes have to come back because they are the antiquated, uh, right. they, they are the character like Clark, like Clark can't be in Superman. He dying. He has to come back yeah. because he is Superman. Same Jay- thing with Bruce Wayne and being Batman. He has to be Batman. Uh, Spider-Man is okay to do that because like nobody knows what he looks now like. Now there's like a hundred fucking spider people. Exactly. Too many goddamn spiders. Agreed. <laughs> Too many spiders. Too many spiders. Hopefully Dan Slott does something about that, but I think he's gonna. But honestly, no, no bullshit. If the Ultimate Universe was still currently around, there would just be one Wolverine, and it would be Laura Kinney. Goddamn right. And the world would be better for it. Agreed. But like, that's just an example of like the amount of creative freedom that you would have with the Ultimate Universe. And again, I think that does owe to the fact that this death of spider this death of spider-man might just be the most important because of all yeah. the all the hype around it the fact that it's stuck that it generated the uh the whole i mean deal with another character that we're gonna get to in just a second but like i i am hard pressed to think of another death that rivals it in the 21st century specifically malcolm I, you, you look like you've I, got a I'm I'm biased, uh-huh. like I'm fully biased, but I also don't want to say anything for a while. Okay, because I I I have takes, and it, it, we'll talk about something in a minute. But I have takes that are tied to that, so I don't want to say anything for a while about. Okay, that. okay. so we'll let's revisit this question like in like eight weeks or something. Okay. <laughs> For whatever reason, eight weeks randomly yeah. as a as a number. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so thank you, George, for that. Uh, absolutely, thanks, agree. George. Ultimate yeah. Universe, we need it back, and it needs to be led by Pedro Pascal, Doctor Strange. 
Uh, next up, we've got another email from our good brother, Adam Stringfellow. Adam. Adam How you doing, Adam? Hey, team. Hope y'all are doing well and having a good week so far. Have y'all seen the new trailer for Wakanda Forever yet? Because I was both emotional and pumped up at the same time, if that's possible. Before we get into the question, let's just talk about it. That new Wakanda Forever trailer drives. It drives all night. It drives all day. It drives cross country. It drives over water. It uh-huh. is the Tesla uh, fucking Cybertruck, which is briefly a boat before it sinks um, in the fucking water. My <laughs> mouth, my eyes, my ears, my anus, my heart. That's all the places that that trailer fucked me. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. We have been able to swerve right underneath the explicit tag in most of our <laughs> podcasting platforms. I This might do it. Nah, that's 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 the one that'll do it. I was just gonna say that I've never felt so emotional than when I was watching What If and uh, uh, you know uh, Howard the Duck Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman was talking to Howard Duck, and I was just like, "This is the only time this is gonna happen with these two characters." Oh my god! Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, you're right. But yeah, that trailer slaps. Tanal Huerta is doing the most as namor right now the eyebrows ladies and oh. gentlemen the oh. eyebrows oh. those are namor eyebrows if i've those ever are namor seen eyebrows. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm all about the tribal earrings that go yeah. with this ensemble oh mm-hmm. my goodness the, the air skip is oh. my oh. favorite skip. thing it's the not just a flying he's no. air skipping he's air and if skipping. this motherfucker i could just hear it as he it's not you don't hear it in the trailer but as he's air skipping towards this wakandan craft i could vi- I could viscerally hear Imperious Rex. Yes! If he oh shouts Imperious Rex as he's fucking air skipping, <laughs> I am going yes. to pass out in the theater. Oh, yeah. I, might, I might come and start seeing dead kings from times beyond <laughs> and just go into Jacob a Jacob just coma. shows up at the tree. He's like, uh, what am I doing here? He's like, what's happening? I'm a minute, <laughs> Yeah, I I honestly loved it. And it's fairly clear to me that, yes, it is going to be Shuri in this new Black Panther armor, but I am still holding out hope. What if it isn't? I'm still holding out hope that it's Nakia. Listen, listen, listen. There is no one that would make more sense than for Nakia to take the role. Because if you look at that character's progression over the course of the first Black Panther movie, she's the absolute best person to take over. Other than Okoye, who also has a very similar character journey. Yes. Mm -hmm. Either one of them would be perfect. Uh, Also, here's another person, Ramonda. Absolutely. What if Ramonda just rolled? I mean, you get that excellent Ramonda being like the queen of of the Dora (sighs) Milaje in What If? And it's fucking... Awesome. Dude, when she gives that that line where she's like, I know the whispers. Oh, our, protectors our protectors are gone. gone. And I'm like, oh, fucking yeah. shit. Dude, these trailers have been carried by Angela Bassett. I was going like, to say, yeah. I think it's Angela Bassett. She I is the MVP that. of I both those trailers. I wish it would be. I yeah. wish it would be. It's I don't think it's thing. going to be, but I really hope it is. Yeah. Totally it's agree. the same thing. It's the same thing with like when we were trying to guess who's the new Thor. And I was like, I really hope. I know it's not Freya, but I really. Yeah. That's the thing. It yeah. If it was Freya. Can you imagine a world where Freya's Thor and Ramonda <sighs> is Black Panther? Oh. Yes. Oof. Yes. I can, but I don't know if my genitals can handle it. <laughs> 
And with that, we're going to move on to Adam's question. He writes, <laughs> for my question this week, I wanted to ask y'all this. Even after last week's The Death of Spider-Man, why doesn't Marvel put Peter in the same light as Dick Grayson? What I mean by that is, since Nightwing is the bridge between the old guard and the new guard of the superhero community in DC, why can't Marvel put Peter in that same light? Don't get me wrong, Peter is definitely important to the Marvel Universe, but I don't think he's viewed in the same light as Dick in the DC Universe. To me, it would be nice for younger heroes like Kamala Khan, Sam Alexander, and the Young Avengers to view Spidey as a mentor, and Big Brother rather than just Miles. The older I get, I'm 28 now, I'd like for Marvel to have Peter take a more active role in mentoring and guiding the younger generation of heroes, especially because I believe Peter enjoys teaching and would find it fulfilling to be the mentor to younger heroes that he never had. Anyway, would love to hear y'all's thoughts on the matter and what y'all think of it. Take care and I'll talk to y'all soon. All the best and much more, Adam. They, I have a very simple answer for this. I don't know what you guys feel about this. My answer is because that spot is taken as the bridge between the younger generation and the older generation. And you wouldn't believe who has that spot. It's Clint Barton. Clint Barton, for whatever reason, is always involved with younger heroes. He was the character who pops up with the Thunderbolts currently with younger heroes. He was the, the co-team leader with the West Coast Avengers, which was made up almost entirely of new heroes besides him mm -hmm. he always shows up because of his association with kate clint barton is that character for whatever reason i, don't I hate how right you well. are about Hawkeye. i don't think he fits well in that Hawkeye. role no but he is like he doesn't really scream nightwing to me i think it, there's absolutely room for him to be that but that role is currently, for better or for worse, taken yeah. up by Clint Barton. Yeah, and because uh... of that, Spider-Man is, or at least Peter specifically, is always going to be treated as part of the younger generation. Also due to the fact that Marvel refuses to age him up and change his status quo. Uh -huh. That's so just, sad. that's my answer for that. What do you guys think about this? That's that's very poignant, honestly, because uh, yeah, he's pretty much our green. He's pretty much the actual like green arrow from like the the Arrowverse type of deal, where he basically is the yeah, like, you're the leader, wrong. and in the sense of like everybody comes to him, like like Barry came to him, looked up to him, and everything. Usually like reluctantly, yeah, but, yeah, but but yeah, that's kind of no, how you're right. Clint I hate is. that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Hawkeye is definitely the character who is just like reluctantly always taking care of kids, always babysitting. Yeah, uh, taking care of the new crew. That's interesting. I never even thought of that. Yeah, I yeah, don't like Spider-Man is always going to be in that little niche and he's going to be qualified as one of those people in the younger generation with uh, that's learning from Clint. Yeah, that's uh, oh boy, I hate that too. That's, I hate that. You're yeah. right. That's that's yeah. a good call, and that's yeah. upsetting. Yeah. yeah, I think honestly, because the comparisons have been made so often, Spider-Man and Nightwing, that it would fit incredibly well. But until they decide to do a status quo change for both Peter and for Clint, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Unfortunately. But thanks for writing in, Adam. Always good hearing <laughs> from you. Hope. Uh, I think you said finals were going on right now. So hope that's going okay for you. At uni? At uni. 
And then our final email for this week comes from Jacob Goodhart. Hey, what's up, man? Hello, uh, Jacob. Jacob hey, writes in, hey, twin, <laughs> twinsies. Uh, Jacob Goodhart writes in, Dear Geek Explain Podcast. Well, here it is. The end of the road for Ultimate Spider-Man. I was listening to your last episode in line at a local comic con last weekend, trying to get my copy of Wolverine signed by Chris Claremont. Whoa. Only to find out, only to find out, they only accepted cash and I didn't have any on me. No! He writes, in Jacob. my defense, it's the second time I've been to a con, and last year, Mark Wade was signing things for free because he's a mensch, and he is yes, the greatest. Yeah, because yeah, mm-hmm. he's the greatest. He writes, but while I was there, lo and behold, an unopened copy of Ultimate Spider-Man 160 was there for only a few bucks. Nice. Typical Parker luck, huh? Because again, yes. he didn't bring money with him. Can't wait to see what you guys tackle next. Recently, I've been going through Wolverine books since the Deadpool 3 announcement, and I'm kind of surprised to find that outside of Jason Aaron, no one really wrote a long Wolverine run. Well, unless you forget the Tom Taylor Wolverine series, which rules. Never forget that run. Never forget. It's the greatest. Anyway, can't wait to see what's next. Keep on keeping on. Jacob Goodhart. I will say, um, Benjamin Percy has a death grip on that character right now, so I would mm-hmm. not be surprised if his run goes on for a very long time. He's held on I, the character since Dawn of X. I hope it does. He's got a great understanding of that character. He's got a great understanding of that character. Hmm. So, uh, I hate to hear Parker Luck. That I'm shit so sorry, sucks man. so bad. Mm, I, will, I will tell you, I I had a very similar, and maybe we can share some con stories. I had a very similar deal where it was at a convention a few years ago. I was getting in line to uh, have a book signed by Scott Snyder. And Ooh, I was stoked. I was stuck. It was Batman the Black Mirror because i love that book oh it's my favorite batman book i've talked about on the podcast yeah it's your jam i got in i was getting in line i I had been waiting the entire con to do this i get into line i'm in that line i am there the line is of course gigantic because it's scott snyder i finally get up to the little spot where uh where you're like two people away from the table he has to go to a panel oh no i they're like he's gonna come back after this after the panel's done the panel's gonna be about an hour and a half so you can sit here in line and wait the panel ran long and it ran into another panel he was doing so he never came back so that is so that that is my Parker Lock story okay. at a con. Here's what we need one? to do: we need to get Scott Snyder on the show. You know what? So that I, I would die. So that you can you can Redeem. you can get closure here. Redemption. I, I would I would die. Scott Snyder, I'm gonna issue I'm gonna issue the great TikTok challenge, the Scott Snyder challenge. <laughs> challenge hey, you, Scott Snyder challenge. Come on the podcast. Yeah. Bet you won't. We Bet got, you won't. Double dog dare. Jason Aaron. Jason Bet you Aaron won't did it. Do it. You yeah. Do? Yeah. <laughs> Bet you won't do it, Scott Snyder. <laughs> yeah. Well, we know that he listens to this podcast. So, yeah, Scott, I know that day was really hectic for you, but uh, would love to talk to you about literally anything. 
especially Dick Grayson. So especially for this month, I think this would be the most appropriate month to have, you know, Scott Snyder on. It would be great because of a certain mm-hmm. thing that's great. coming out in like three weeks. It's, and it's, I can't wait. It's a certain thing. It's a certain uh, thing that I, I just released the first installment of. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's getting rave reviews so far. <laughs> it's it's looking good. It's looking good. It's looking real good. Looking excited. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jacob, do you have any Parker Luck stories? Doesn't have to be at a convention. Oh man, you know i um, I had a chance to uh, meet uh, Jorge Perez or George Perez. Yeah, George Perez. He, oh my he god. Came- he came to a con or something like that. He was doing artwork and everything like that during like, I think Phoenix comic-con or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I kept, I kept throughout the time going like it, it there's just always people around him. They didn't know of it's, it's George Perez, you know? So like, there was always somebody there. He was, he was doing artwork for people and stuff like that. And I was going in there and I was like, look, I just want, I just wanted to buy a wonder woman, like, print of his and then just be like thank you so much because it's very empowering and everything like that I like this this kind of thing but yeah no I uh I kept missing my chance to like stop at his booth and actually get mm. that um print. no so, yeah I oh. um it's happened with that and it happened with Darwin Cook so those are the two <gasps> I think oh. I'm I think I'm I think I'm the angel of death that I just keep if I keep missing my opportunity to talk oh to somebody God. they end up just being dead I just you hear I that Scott just, Snyder uh, you gotta yeah. come on the podcast to talk to us yeah. uh-oh your life is a danger <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make it clear because this is a public podcast we're not threatening the life of Scott that Snyder. is not that is not I just need to make no, it very life. clear for everyone that I'm just is making, not, it, that I'm is just making it clear that death surrounds me everywhere I go now that is that is a bit that is not true that it's is a bit, bit. it's a bit, it's a bit. <laughs> but uh yeah so jacob you are not alone in your parker lock we are right there with you and hopefully you get another chance to have something signed Jeez, uh, man. but yeah again thank you so much uh to jacob george and adam for writing in again if you want to be part of the mailbag uh, write in to geeksplained at gmail.com put ultimate mailbag or book club mailbag in the subject header and we will read it here but uh-huh. Jacob brought up a good point. What are we doing next? Because with the death of the ultimate Spider-Man, what is there next? What is there left for the 1610? Wait a second. There was there was another Spider-Man in this book. Oh, yeah. There was that kid in, what was it, chapter four? I yeah, the Blit kid. The kid who uh, was wearing a costume in very poor taste. It wasn't very yeah. poor taste. Yes. Do you think he'll? Do you think he ever gets another costume? A better one, an even better one somehow. Are we really going to focus on this knockoff character? Are we really going to focus on this guy? Because I don't think he. I think he's a one-off character. I, you know, I'm going to be honest. There's something about him that I like. There's something about. Him. I think maybe we should. Maybe we should give him a shot. I feel like this kid is from Brooklyn. Uh, and I like that because I'm from Brooklyn. So I, I I like, Mm. I got a good feeling about this kid. Okay. So maybe we'll give him a shot on a probationary basis. No, I mean, I I know, I know you're worried about big shoes to fill big shoes to fill. And I know, I know you don't think he's ready. Yeah. I know you don't think he's ready, but I think he's got it in him to prove us wrong. 
Uh, well, all right. Let's let's see what he. We'll, does. we'll give him a shot. Yeah, like why not? It's like I'm sure it won't even last like five issues anyway. So no one stuck around for this bit, right? <laughs> it's, it's gotta be. <laughs> Ladies no, and gentlemen, <laughs> Ultimate Comics Spider-Man continues next week with Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume One, written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Sarah Pacelli or Pacelli. Synopsis goes like this. Miles Morales is the new Spider-Man. What's the secret behind his powers and how will he master them? What new and familiar enemies will rise to challenge this all new Spider-Man? And will Miles live up to Peter Parker's legacy? Lots of questions. I guess we're going to have to find out those answers next week. We're going to be covering Ultimate Comics Spider-Man Volume 1, a.k.a. Ultimate Comics Spider-Man issues 1 through 5. Be there or be square, not a circle. Reyes, don't think I forgot. (laughs) Don't think I forgot, Reyes. But for now, for the Geek Explained Book Club, I've been Eric Azana. I'm Jacob Brown. And I'm Malcolm Russell Nelson. Mix it up today. Oh, oh, wow. Mixing mixing it up. Okay. All right. I feel you. Yeah. All right. Stay safe. Thank you for listening. And we will... See you next time. I, 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 man, I, 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 I don't have anything. I don't have a good bit. I've got one thing to say. What's up, Danger?
<laughs> Eric, r- real quick, did you see the Connor figure? The what? Uh, because the, they're having the McFarlane panel like right now. Right at, now? Uh, wait. No. Or they wait. had it earlier. Um, wait. Yeah, next year it is the Connor figure. Wait. Yeah, hang on. I'll, wait. I'll, 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 I need a picture. <laughs> hang on. Wait. Yeah. It's fucking sick. I just saw it. Fuck, where did they no, go? No, 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 wait, wait. <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait I'm a second. I'm sending it on Twitter, hang on. Wait. Don't. <laughs> hang on. Don't, not, wait. Hold on. <laughs> wait, hold on. <laughs> wait. Send a, send a hang tweet, on. share the tweet with me. There, there. Oh, there. oh wait. <laughs> wait, that's Connor. <laughs> That's Connor Kent. Oh my God. Connor Kent in, in action figure four. In the in the fucking jacket. In the baby. jacket that Andrew hates. In Wait, jacket, baby. Wait. Wait a, a second. Is this a millennial boy? God damn it. <laughs>